Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Mac and Full Show. My name's Carl Mann, and we're here once again to talk about the week's Apple-related news and tech-related news. And this week, I am once again joined by Mr. Alan Vickers. How are you, sir? I'm very well, Carl. Hiya. I wish I was. <laughs> yeah, you do sound a little bit under the weather. I got the lurgy. I'm not feeling at all well. Bloody cold snuck up on me about Monday, Tuesday. The little tickle in the throat, mm. the sort of buzzy feeling you get in the, in the top of your nose. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, dear. The most I get these days is a little sniffle in the morning, but I've never had anything serious for years now, ever since I started getting the flu jab. Now, a little sniffle in the morning, that's not a euphemism, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> just checking, just checking, because you can never be sure. <laughs> no, it's 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 horrible because I'm trying all these things to keep fit. Right, the worst part of it is, is I do not want to let my activity rings on my Apple Watch down because I've got a nice little flow going at the moment. I'm coming yeah. up to the end of the month. I could do a complete month and get that special reward for doing yep. the entire month. I hear and, you. It's an incredibly powerful incentive, isn't it? It is a struggle. I mean, you know, before the, I was just going, oh, whatever, and I'll just collapse on my bed. But now we've got, we fortunately we've got a a a, a, a a bike, an indoor bike, and I can go on that. So, but I've also learned <laughs> this is embarrassing. Um, Tybo, I remember I used to. Do you remember Tybo? Do you ever see that on the information commercials? No, Tybo. It was no. a Billy Billy Blanks, I think his name was. Um, this really muscular like black guy, and he'd do all these cardio routines and it would be the you know you're, you're boxing an invisible boxing ball and stuff oh like this. i have yeah. seen youtube clips of him yes i know who you mean yeah so i remember i remember i did loads of them back in the day when i was like quite uh, uh, many many years ago when i was younger and trying to get fit and i do remember some of the routines so fortunately that is one thing you can do in the privacy of your own house and build up quite a sweat doing <laughs> look an idiot if anyone sees you of course doing it yeah. but it does work well, most days I I can get out for a long walk out in the fresh air, and that's really good. And I get my uh, my rings completed, you know, legitimately, you might say, on those sorts of days. And there are some days where it's just like so cold or rainy or foggy, and you don't really want to go out. And I've discovered that I can still actually do all of the, the walking I need in my living room while watching uh, a recorded film. So it's amazing. I've been through so many good films this year. I can just walk up and down my lounge, and then at the end of the day, if I still, you know, a hundred calories short or something, I do some manic walking up and down like an idiot. But I have got you know, a full month so far, and I expect to get a full month by the end of the, the end of January. As long as your missus doesn't come back and go, why is there a big trough in the floor? What's going on here? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh well, oh well. I guess we should move on to some Apple-related news. So this week, Apple pushed out a load of updates, basically across their entire collection of devices <clears throat> um but really ios 10.2.1 uh, now this is probably an update you really should do as soon as possible fortunately all the people who have who would send up white flags if there was any problem with it none of them have gone up and it does fix a number over a dozen security flaws mm. and some of these are quite important ones uh in uh, detail you know with uh stuff to do with webkit and stuff like this and kernel exploits and all kinds of weird stuff yeah um, there's a few zero day exploits that have been patched isn't there yeah. Now, the reason I say you should do this pretty quickly is because what happens normally, just like in the days of Microsoft and obviously now with Apple, when they push out a security update, because they list all the vulnerabilities, so they have to, obviously, um, then what happens is all the nasty hacky type persons, all the hackers out there, probably not all Russian, despite what we're led to mm -hmm. believe, I don't know, but uh, they look through them and see all these exploits that have suddenly been discovered, and they know that there's still going to be a vast you know, amount of people who are not applying these updates. And of course, they build exploits to take advantage yep. uh, of those users. So as soon as you can, if you haven't done it already, I highly suggest you you get into that update button and press it and, and, and get your device up to date so it's nice and safe. And tell the members of your family as well that don't bother to keep up to date with tech stuff, don't read the articles, don't listen to the podcasts, because it can take like up to a week on it for like the little red badge to appear in their settings yeah. app, and even then they, they won't know what it means or won't bother to no. check. <laughs> Whenever I'd like sort out my mum's phone or my dad's phone, I look at it like it has the little, that came out ages ago, yeah. why is that not being done? I didn't know what it meant. Oh, <laughs> 
but that's that's it. That's normally my afternoon or evening gone while I have to update not just the iPhone but the iPads and everything else. But you can turn on automatic updates. I thought. I swear you could. You can. I think. Yeah. My dad's yeah. good at it these days. I do ring him up a couple of days afterwards just to remind him. And most often this time he's he's already done it on his on his Mac and his iPads and iPhones. So pretty good. Now, yeah, I, I, only, I had one issue. Not, fortunately, it didn't break my devices like it did like that last big update I did. But on my watch, after I updated that, I noticed the next day, about halfway through the day, that my activity rings weren't moving, <sighs> even though I'd been up and about and doing So I thought, oh, no. <laughs> because, All that wasted effort. <laughs> exactly. I thought, no, not only am I not going to be able to complete my, complete my rings because of my illness, but now some stupid bug is going to stop it and interfere. But fortunately... <sighs> Just like, you know, because I used to be a Microsoft user, just turn it off and back on again, and it worked perfectly. In fact, it also caught up to where I was. So I don't know quite what was going on there. Oh, but, that's interesting. So the the, in, yeah. the little chips inside it were counting anyway, and they just had to... But, yeah, wasn't hmm. displaying. It was weird. Well, everything then, went uh, smooth smooth as silk with my updates. Every single one of them went fine this time. But 10.2.1 only, only existed on my iPad for about three days, I think, before the 10.3 beta came out. <laughs> so that's on there now. Oh God. So have you gone for the developer? Are you on the developer No, it's public channel? now. It, it went public yesterday. Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah, 10.3. I thought it would be a good week or two before it went to the public beta, but no, it's, uh, I think last wow. night, about tea time, I updated. Um, okay. So yeah, my iPad's running 10.3. And, um, you know, it's, there's nothing spectacular in, in there, that, but it's, uh, it's good for a beta. It's very snappy. It hasn't crashed yet. Um, I've, there's been a slight stuttering sometimes when using the four-finger pinch to go back to the home screen, uh, but nothing major. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very happy with it. Some of the changes in the settings part, uh, especially about iCloud, where you can see how your iCloud space is now used a lot with a lot more detail than before. And you can see, say, I don't know, Pages is using so many megabytes. And when you tap it, you can see a list of all the articles that Pages has got in there, and you can swipe to delete them individually. It's a lot more sort of granularity. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Well, I've got I no, like no need to use Find My AirPods, that new that new functionality. But you could uh, you could try that. That's, that is that is one of the one. Yeah. So let's 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 talk about um, ten point three, obviously, for a minute. So they obviously released the notes. Apple did. Now, I just thought, as you just, as I just said, I thought it was just purely for developers. But the public one out is out, and I've only got my iPad on on the um, developer path i'm not mm. brave enough to put my phone on it because i'm not crazy well i am <laughs> but i'm not that crazy but yeah so some of the features come into it now i was i was a little bit disappointed i gotta say because i was hoping that 10.3 would bring in more ipad centric features yeah me too because there was a bit of a dearth of, of of new features for the iPad when the iOS 10 came out. And I was hoping, you know, maybe later in the year when they start... To, I mean, we might still get it. Who knows? But I, if it's not in the developer uh, build, I doubt if we are going to get new stuff. But I was hoping, you know, come March, when they hopefully bring out some new iPads, that we get some new... yeah specifically designed you know stuff for the ipad in ios but it's like improved we're... um multi-tracking uh, multitasking with the split screen and maybe even drag and drop has been talked about hasn't it that sort of stuff would be excellent but i mean <laughs> there's still time i mean there'll be several more iterations yet of 10.3 so uh you never know yeah they do seem to crank through them nowadays yeah if it doesn't start appearing though that makes you think what makes me think that um new ipads in march is perhaps not no longer a possibility because there's some other rumours, aren't there, that they're going to be delayed till the autumn anyway. Maybe iOS 11 would end up being the big update to, to iOS for iPads with, with new iPads at that time, which would be a shame because I'm, I'm really itching to buy a new 10.5-inch <laughs> yeah. uh, iPad. I can't. I really can't see them delaying iPads to autumn. I mean, because that's when the phone comes out. That's, yeah. that's their big cash cow. And to, like, have... If they are introducing new things for the iPad, there's no way... Um, supposedly if we're going to get this 10th anniversary iphone which i'm still not you know 100 sure about there's no way they want anything else over overshadowed by that which is also big i don't think yeah i think you're right well i think they'd rather avoid it that's for sure yeah so it's uh so i don't know yeah i mean i mean plus as well the reason the other reason i was expecting some more ipad featured stuff is because you know with the with the Surface Book, and, and, and they're feeling the pinch now for Microsoft. I mean, I did read a report earlier today that Microsoft are now starting to take, supposedly, a bit of a cut 
on Apple's high-end market when it comes to laptops and stuff Mm. Um, because they really, really are pushing their Surface stuff. And, you know, I I don't own one, but everywhere I see where people do use them, they seem quite happy with their, their, you know, the stuff Microsoft is producing. Um, And, you know, I, I... to me, it's just a hinge, a laptop with a special hinge. I don't yes. – maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. But whenever I look at the Surface Book, that's all I see. I just see that hinge. And let's think, yeah. okay, it's, it's a laptop with a special hinge. I don't get it. Yeah, it just seems to be for people that, that want the full desktop experience, but the ability to tap it with their finger, and it? It's like proper, yeah. you know, full Windows, but tappable, I suppose. But I don't know. I don't, well, I could never get used to Windows again, I don't think, anymore. But I'm not sure I really want to use – mac os with my finger either actually i quite like apple's approach of um picking the most appropriate operating system for the device so if it's a tablet let's use ios and if it's a, a laptop let's use let's use mac os i think it makes a lot more sense as long as they f- completely and utterly interoperate and integrate well together which they do. Mm. do so do you not see anywhere down the line that they're going to converge in some way because it does look like they're converging at the moment. It's just very piecemeal. Yeah, I, I did wonder if um, if Apple. I, at one time, I wondered if Apple might be going the direction where you know, if you if you used your hybrid device, whatever it might be called, in in a sort of a laptop mode with a keyboard, then it would run um, Mac OS. And if you detached your screen and turned it into a tablet, it would suddenly become iOS. Where mm. and and the glue that would bring it all together was iCloud, is where all your files would be stored. So the same files are there regardless of which OS you're using to access those files. But it just seems a little bit too uh, too grand of a of an idea, really. I don't think they'd ever get there. Hmm. Now, I do I, – just going back to that statement I just made out there about the hinge on the service, I do worry sometimes because there's always that chain of thought there where I just said, oh, yeah, it's just a strange hinge. I don't see what to fuss about. Now, if Apple had bought that out, I'm not sure what my reaction would be, hmm. you know, because I don't want to think of myself as a fanboy. But also, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be dismissive of everything. Like you get so many people in tech reporting today, and you know, podcasts. They're so dismissive of anything that they don't understand, or appreciate, or even think they need. Hmm. I'd never want to go down that path. It's just. It's just. I. I don't know. I just. <laughs> I literally did look at the surface at Surface Book, and and I saw that that hinge, and I just. I just. It, I just thought it looked ugly. Hmm. <laughs> that was all it was. Yeah, it's funny the way the coverage that Microsoft hardware gets from from Mac uh, from the Mac community. Uh, that's um, what's it called? The Surface Studio got an awful lot of initial good press, didn't it? The big twenty eight inch mm-hmm. thing that would um, hinge down to a, become a, like a draftsman's table and a slight yes. angle that you could lean your arm across and use with your fingers or other pointing devices. And you know, I think from a hardware point of view, it, it does it does seem like a really um, good bit of design, doesn't it? But when you read the reviews of the performance of the machine it sounds dreadful so really slow and laggy yeah, and, uh, like, yeah so what, not a good experience at all they kind of put a mid-range laptop part within that base yeah and that's what seems to be the issue there i don't know why they didn't go you know full spec and just you know, yeah. go go for it go for it big time i mean just the sheer cost of that device alone i mean we complain about apple prices hmm. but bloody hell that thing is dear yeah, it was about three grand or <laughs> like, something like that yeah i mean i mean that's a sort of a starting price as well that's like because hmm. i did speak out recently because i'm trying to you know I'm, I'm getting ready for new imax and they're coming this year i'm hmm. definitely getting a new one i did spec out the current one and i did i spec out across the board so i put a one terabyte ssd in it and the whole gubbins the best graphics card and it still came to three and a half grand which (laughs) and the thing is scary to me is i didn't even go wow that's a lot now (laughs) because that's just something i've come to expect but the problem is um i think I've, i've mentioned this ad nauseum on the show before is back in the day when i was buying pcs and i'd look at that price and i would just balk because i knew this thing wouldn't last me but you know very long but now i look at that price and i can i hope to equate that longevity of that device to about six seven eight years because yeah. that's how long i've been using this one in front of me well not quite that long but it's there's nothing going wrong with it it's it's you know functioning perfectly um so even when i do get my new one i'll be giving this this iMac in front of me to someone else and it will have a new lease of life and it will just carry on working i've got to assume it's i've just never had an issue apart from one time i put some dodgy third-party ram in it Mm, yeah yeah so you know 
And I, I'm still not sure about these Microsoft products. I mean, maybe they, I mean, how, I'm not sure how old they are now. I think it's two or three years. Maybe they have also the longevity because they've built themselves, um, you know, a high-end product rather than the cheap plastic knockoffs. Well, not knockoffs, but third-party mm. um, developers do, like, you know, Dell and Compaq and whatever, because they're, they're going for the price rather than, you know, the whole aesthetic and the whole usage scenario of mm. the whole thing. It's, it's getting a lot more product placement now as well, the Microsoft stuff. It's appearing in oh, a lot more TV programs and a lot more films. It's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I watch loads of TV shows in America, from America, and every single machine now is virtually has got the little Windows logo on the back. They are definitely pushing that product out. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, um, um, I think the iMac update this year is going to be a good one, so that's going to be worth waiting for. And I'm uh, really, really looking forward to the to the um the ipad i'm still uh, on an ipad air 2 which is to be honest is good enough really i could just continue with it but the, the promise of these uh these rumored new ipads just sounds so attractive i I'm, i can't wait to spend my money <laughs> well again like longevity that's that's something that you know it's good for apple that their products last a long time but it's also not so good for apple because mm. people don't tend to have to update i mean you know ipads there are still very limiting things that you can do with an iPad. So the fact that you can, you know, go on Facebook, do some Amazon shopping, get your weekly groceries in from Ocado or something, and read your email and do your social media. I mean, what most people, that covers everything they, you know, they want to do. And yeah. as long as your device can keep up with the latest iOS updates, there's no reason to stop using it unless you yeah. drop it and break the screen or something. And that sort of seems to be guaranteed to be five years, doesn't it, really? Yeah. iOS support, they're really good at that. Um, I think my my iPad Air 2 will probably end up with my wife, So uh, and then we'll uh, liberate her iPad mini to someone else in the family, I think. <laughs> and, of course, they do find other uses. Uh, I mean, I think Matt Matt uses some of his old iPads as, as those picture frames. Oh, yeah, like that, yeah. These around the house. and. And, and, you know, as we get into more home automation stuff, it's great to have, like, these built-in controllers. And it does feel like you're living in the future and you're Tony Stark, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's quite good. But anyway, let's return to um, 10.3. So as you mentioned there earlier, we, we are getting a Find My AirPods option. So if I am ever clumsy enough to leave my AirPods somewhere. Um, now, obviously, they don't have built-in GPS. So what it's doing is it's basically reporting the last place um, – they were seen and it's using bluetooth as well so if you're in the same location you can make them scream out a noise and stuff like this and hopefully track them down and find them um the only problem is this week i've had some trouble with my airpods there's some syncing issues i'm gonna have to take them back to the apple store and see if i've just got a slightly dodgy copy one of them one of the pods the uh, the one for the right my, my right ear has started not always charging when i pull it into the into the little box and also it's um losing connectivity every now and again now i haven't done anything to them so it's just started happening so i am probably gonna have to take this back in to an apple store at some point and and see i did do a bit of checking online some other people have had similar issues but of course they were delayed and delayed and delayed and then finally pushed out so maybe there were some still some flaws in that manufacturing process still and uh yeah, I think early adopters do tend to suffer, don't they, from early manufacturing problems and so on. So I mean, Apple are usually good at swapping stuff like that out, so you shouldn't get much of a problem. Have you, have you tried yeah. that reset trick that's all over yes. the internet? Yeah, and that didn't work. Yeah, I've tried that a few times, and it remembers it, and it's fine. works for a little while, but then normally by the next day, it's gone back to its previous state. So, mm. so But they do, you know, I can get it working by doing that, but then just by the next day, it's forgotten again. <laughs> so I don't know how I'm going to prove that to the Apple, to the genius guy. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's one of those intermittent problems. You never know what sort of logs it's keeping. It's probably a massive log file in there somewhere that they can just extract and it will have all the evidence. <laughs> you should hear what he's been listening to. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, what else are we getting? So we're getting Apple ID profiles. Uh, I'll update this. Now, That's good, actually. Uh, that is nice. Nicely laid out. Because yeah, so that used what, to be what, all over everywhere, didn't it? Yeah. But so what, what, what does that entail, then? Well, it's like all on one page. It's everything that's associated with your iCloud account. So it's got like what name it knows you by, what what phone numbers are associated with your account that get used for messaging, what emails similarly. It's got your um your password and any sort of two factor stuff you can administer from there. It's got what cards you've set up for payment on your your iPhone or your i or your Apple Watch or whatever. 
It's got um, things like uh, whether or not you've got family sharing set up and who's in your family and you can administer them from there, you know, delete people, add people, that sort of stuff. And then it's got a big list of all of the devices that are known to your account. Um, and interestingly, when I looked at mine, I spotted an old... Um, an old Mac that I haven't owned for about a year and a half and it's still on my account. <laughs> so I deleted that, sold that ages ago. So that was handy. Um, yeah, it's just all um, all in the one place, which is a big difference. Okay. So it's just, um, well, it's, it's a handy update. It just brings it all together. Because you're right, because in the old days you had to go all over the place searching for these various pieces of information. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's, that's, that's good to know. Uh, apparently, one developer has discovered a floating iPad keyboard. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to ship. This looks like something that the developers have put in there just for themselves to use. Uh, um, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Oh, well, but what no, it basically that, that could be that could be useful. I think it's a little little iPhone sized keyboard, isn't it? That floats on, mm. on the screen. You can put it anywhere you like. Is, is the rumor? And I thought that would be handy for like the multitasking view because you know when you've got like two apps side by side and you want to type something into either one of them, the, the, the whole massive keyboard pops up from the bottom, doesn't it, and obscures the bottom of both apps. Whereas if you had a little mini keyboard like that, you could just shunt it, you know, to the to across the app you're not using, so you can see fully the app you are using and type away. I thought that could be quite handy. Yeah, maybe I just, I mean, it does look quite. There's a, you, you include a little movie about him, you know him using it, and you're right, it looks exactly the same as the iPad, iPad phone yeah. keyboard. Uh, yeah, and he's just using one hand to to type in text. Could be quite handy. Uh, what else we get in uh, app animations? Yay! Some subtle changes to transition animations. Yeah, I read about that and, and thought, oh god, how do people notice these things? But the very <laughs> first time I launched an app, you see it. It's something. Something in your mind goes, oh, that was different. What was weird about that? And then the next time you do it, you see the curved edges. It's got like a, a curved rectangle grows out of the icon and becomes the app. Subtle, oh, but right. noticeable for a few days anyway when, you, when it's different from what you're used to. Is it accompanied by a shh? <laughs> no, no noise, no. Well, I have mine on mute all the time, so I wouldn't be able to know, actually. Now, why is it on movies and TV shows, whenever they do apps or, or tap on a keyboard, there's always like little sound effects like beep, 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 beep. Oh, yeah. I mean, anyone... <laughs> who uses computers turns all the sound off normally yep. straight away the most can you imagine working in one of those like ctu centers like 24 and every every day you just walk into a cacophony of <laughs> beep, 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 you'd go mad you would it's crazy but <laughs> um icloud storage apparently we're getting a new section at the top of the icloud setting page uh that gives people a graphical breakdown of how their icloud storage is being used hopefully it won't just have another big chunk that says other yeah now this is good as well actually because you get more so much more detail about how you're using your iCloud space i I pay that was it 79p a month now i finally had to because i wasn't couldn't even fit my backups into the five gig they give you for free um so uh, i do have quite a few apps that store data in iCloud now and now you see them all listed not only um with the total that they they're occupying but you can tap and see all the individual documents and you could delete them from there if you want as well there's a lot more detail than before oh, good stuff good stuff uh weathering maps in the maps apps users can now 3d touch the weather icon to see a local forecast for the area yeah i tried this and of course on the ipad there's no uh no 3d touch so it doesn't work so if you're looking on a map and down in the bottom right hand corner you can see the temperature and a little icon like a cloud or a sun or whatever it is uh, for the location you're looking at and i think on a phone it means if you hard press on that you'll get like a little three or four day forecast or an hourly forecast but on the ipad nothing worked our long press didn't work it was just completely inert so i don't know why they don't Try to use a long press to sort of simulate yeah. the um, the 3D touch on an iPad there. I think it's like messing with the overall control system. Yeah, the know, consistency the of it, yeah. Yeah, mm. I'm not... Because otherwise, no one will get used to... <laughs> I mean, I've still not really fully adapted 3D touch or anything yeah and occasionally i remember it's there i normally remember it's there by accident when i press a link and the little pop-up appears I go, oh <laughs> okay i don't actually have to go to the page i can actually see what it says here but uh you know they, they need um sometimes for some shortcuts it's great like on my home screen when i want to use the camera but then other apps i just have no idea what <laughs> what, no. Uh, what what's behind that 3d touch so the only one i use uh, habitually like all day every day is um pressing hard on the left-hand edge of the iPhone to get the app switcher to come up. So if you just 
press really hard on the left edge of the screen, straight away the up pops the app switcher and you can tap to any app that you've been using previously. Did you know that one? Yeah, I use it all the time. So I'm paranoid about wearing out my home button, so I don't do the double click at all. I just press with my thumb on the left-hand edge and it pops up. Okay, cool, cool. And then, of course, probably the biggest change, what we're going to get in 10.3, a new file system. So installing 10.3 automatically updates the iPhone or iPad to the new Apple file system instead of HFS+. Plus. So the a- the APFS, the Apple File System, is optimized for NAND flash storage and also supports stronger encryption. So I, I remember them talking about this, or this came out uh, in WWDC. Was it last year or the year, year before? Last year. But, well, it's been mentioned a few times, but last year they, was, they said it was going to happen in 2017. Yeah, but I just thought, no way. No way. There's no <laughs> way you're going to do this because this is such a dodgy move. You're, you're basically uh, Now, they're only doing it on iOS. It's not going on the Mac OS just yet. Yeah. But so they're converting from this old file system that we've been using since well for about 12 years i think it is to this brand new modern day file system which is going to give us loads of additional um possibilities that we can use with it including snapshots clones and encryption and data integrity and Mm. and all all that kind of stuff uh and and it's just going to happen in an update it sounds scary doesn't it it scares the hell out of me (laughs) well i have to say when i upgraded to 10.3 um on the public beta Apart from it taking, I don't know, five or ten minutes longer than normal with the with the black screen and the little white progress bar, um, not, no, no issues at all, came back alive. It's, and I must say, it is quite snappy. Maybe it's just a psychological thing, but um, yeah, it, seems, it seems ever so responsive, maybe even more responsive than before. So uh, maybe that, some of that's down to this new file system. I don't, I don't see this is well above my pay grade or oh, I know <laughs> I mean I, I okay obviously we're going to have to adapt it if we want to get the next iOS we're going to have to like, bite the bullet and, and put it onto our systems yeah. fortunately iOS is a much closed system it's not as been you know users haven't messed about with it as much as they probably have on Mac OS yeah, yeah. so it's probably not that you know different from device to from device maybe if you've jailbroken your device you might be in a for a bit of a world of hurt but if you've just been you know following apple's rules and guidelines you're probably not gonna you know discover any flaws although there's bound to be some somewhere i mean well i mean hfs plus itself is quite buggy at times i mean it's what how many times you have to sort of repair permissions and stuff when you're doing stuff on the mac just to make sure it's all uh sort of you know house kept properly um maybe maybe that doesn't happen as much on ios or maybe as part of the upgrade they do all of that you know repair repairing and checking first before they do the switch over i'm sure they do i'm surprised they picked ios first when you think about it because i fully expected it to be announced at wwdc this year that the mac is the first one to flip over to apfs and you know here's the time scale for it all happening and so on but to tackle ios first i mean that's the one with the multi multi millions of devices out there by used by ordinary people every day it's like such a scary thing to do at that scale isn't it you got to admire them Okay. Well, see for madness, or, or this is courage. I don't know. Or is it courage to take the update? I, I'm not sure. But uh, I mean, I will be doing it on my iPad Mini because that's the only one that's on the developer public developer uh, path. So, but ah, uh, I just you know, I I just thought we'd hear about this this new protocol and uh, and and then it would just go quietly away mm. again because to do. To do this kind of stuff, to do, you know, to change the actual, the, the basic core, so to speak, of the operator, it just scares the hell out of me. Yeah. And I know, you know, like giving it to developers first and they're going to kick it around until, I think we're going to get 10.3 around, officially around March, I think. Yeah. That's normally when there is an iPad event, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we are, it is going to go on for a while, but, um, and, you know, people are going to be, kicking the tires and, and, and all kinds of things. And, yeah. and it's only across everything, isn't it? The watch is going to get it as well. The Apple TV is going to get it. Yep. It's, so it's totally modernizing the whole file system of everything. And like I said, there are benefits to it because mm. um, it's a modern-day system. It's, it's built specifically for, you know, solid-state drives and stuff yeah. like this, rather than having to fudge, you know, the stats uh, as it used to do on spinning disks and stuff yeah. like this. 
It's a lot more efficient as well in that it only uh, uses up space when it needs to. So if you do things like um, if you copy a file in this new APFS, it happens instantly in a flash because it doesn't really copy the file. It just gives you two references to it instead. And each of those references looks like a, a copy of the file. But in fact, there's only one copy of the file held on disk. It's just being pointed to by, by two things. And uh, it's only when you make a change to one of those things, like you know, change a word in a document or edit a few pixels in a picture or whatever, that the those differences then get stored against one of the copies so it only uh, makes only starts to take up new space when you actually make changes to copies otherwise everything's shared so well, does that mean you you could roll back as well you can roll back as well yeah you can that's what the the whole snapshot thing is based around that as well i'm sure they're going to build that into things like improved um ios updates and so on um, <clears throat> so that you can roll back almost instantly without having to do a, you know an iCloud backup before and all that sort of stuff in case of any problems. There'll be a lot, be a lot of benefits to it, but you've got to admire the balls of the company tackling <laughs> something this big. I mean, it's probably the biggest thing they've done since they went from sort of power PC up to Intel chips, wasn't it, which yeah. they did. I think, was it Bill Gates said that was the most impressive thing he'd ever, he'd ever seen Apple take on and he, he just didn't believe they would be able to do something like that and they pulled it off. They revealed it one day and they'd done it. But it's... See, it's one of those things that um, if you're if you're into computers and stuff, you realise how you know probably how much of a big step this is. But if you're not into computers, it's just nothing. It's not something they can put as like new feature. Yeah, and, you know, the common yeah. man be really impressed by this because it's impressive. Yeah, but it doesn't look it because nothing you're going to see. You might notice it a bit faster and can do certain things, but you're not going to work out what it is. And there's no reason for you to because it's like for true geeky stuff. But yeah. so, do you think this is like time machines going to go away in its current form? Well, that's interesting. Because we won't need we? as much space anymore, will we? We won't. Um, well, a time machine itself is sort of a bit hacky. As well. It's not hacky. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's a little bit... It um, yeah, it is, I suppose. <laughs> so there'll be cleaner ways. We're using the snapshots and the, the, you know, the delta changes and all that sort of stuff. There'll be presumably much more efficient ways to do that sort of a time machine style backup on, on your local disk and on remote disks. So... No, I'm, I'm really looking forward. I mean, if it all goes to plan, I'm really looking forward to it. The fact that, you know, if, if my father does something horribly, horribly wrong with his Mac, the fact that I can just roll it back to an earlier state mm. and just put it back to how it was before he messed things up or I messed up things up on his behalf. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that is fantastic. And obviously all the encryption stuff that they're, they're yeah. building into it and, and the integ- you know, all the constant checksums and data integrity so you'll instantly know if files have been changed that, you know, that shouldn't have been and, and, yeah. and all, all this stuff. I mean, oh. So but, it could be quite confusing from a, a user interface point of view as well, though, in terms of managing how much space you've got left on your SSD because you could do things like, you know, you might have um, 10 gigabytes full of media or something and you decide to copy it to another uh, folder and in APFS there won't it's not going to use any more space. It's just going to point to that same 10 gigabytes of stuff twice. So what does it report when you ask it, you know, how much free space there is on your SSD? Um, so it's weird. It could be, it's going to be hard to show that. So it's already hard, isn't it, really? But when you look at some of those um, graphs they show you, some of them are already hard to interpret. This means we can get away with smaller drives in our, <laughs> our laptops. Yeah, which, which is what Apple have been doing for years. They are all smaller now, aren't they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that'll be one good thing anyway. So, um... But so you've found it stable so far. You've only yeah. I mean, it's days, been right? um, it's been what twenty four hours now since I've had it and uh, hasn't crashed once, not once. Uh, and um, I've used it a lot. I've used it about five hours in that time. So yes, yeah, as uh, betas go, it's a really really stable one. I'd say it's only a point release, isn't it? You know, ten two to ten three, but uh, it's, you know, stable nonetheless. Yeah, it seems a big jump. That just be a point release. Though. <laughs> yeah, it's just incredible. You know, I can understand when they went up to iOS 11, they go, right, here it is. This is now, we're using APFS, but wow. Yeah, so it's almost nonchalant, isn't it? Yeah, we yeah. upgrade the entire file system. No biggie. Just a 0.1 increase, that's all. <laughs> Just weird guys. Right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'll, I'll be gladly update my little iPad mini over the weekend and, and, and trying this out. And then dreading the day I have to do it on my Macs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely dreading it but uh oh well we'll see uh now another change that apple has decided to do in an up- a, f- a future update is allow developers to interact with reviews on the app store so at last these mm. poor developers who get these reviews and say one store didn't work blah 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 
can now have some some comeback to those those people who leave those nasty reviews, sometimes rightly, sometimes wrongly, uh, on the App Store, and, and give their side to give a reply. Now, Android, I think, have done this for a while now, but now it's going to come to iOS in also 10.3, mm. I believe. Um, so this will be good. It'll be the first time, really, um, that we're going to be able to see the responses from you know from the developers so and yeah. hopefully they ha- they'll have lots of the fact you know because some people put beta versions on and then it crashes certain apps and then people write reviews on on based on beta stuff now apple did try and put a stop to that last year or year before i believe but yeah, uh, this is the first time they're giving the tools to the developers to 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 stand up for themselves to a certain extent. Yeah. Now that's all well and good as long as the developers don't get snarky. <laughs> yeah, it's all uh, it's it's in their own gift now, isn't it? I mean, you'll get some that will handle it really, really well. Yeah, yeah that will be polite and uh, explanatory, and uh, will come across as uh, you know decent developers, and, and will enhance the saleability of their app to a potential customer who's reading these reviews and responses. And you'll get others that'll just like dig bigger holes for themselves every time they respond. <laughs> so it's up to yeah. them, really. I mean, they do make a difference. I often, if you know, if it's a freebie, I don't bother normally reading a review. But if it's something I have to pay, I'm going to pay for. I do tend to quickly skim through reviews, and not just the current ones, the previous ones as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. just to see what people are saying. Yeah, because that's one of the tricks developers do use to get rid of um, bad reviews, yeah. isn't it? Just release another update, even if it's, even if it's got minimal change, because it just wipes the slate clean on on the, at least the front page of reviews that you see, because it's always for the current release, isn't it? That's right. So change the icon push out an update yeah done <laughs> no, it's, it's good so it'll be interesting to see um you know because sometimes i'll get i see a, a, an app and it will say this app useless it didn't run it crashed my machine crashed my and i'll download it and it's fine and i'm thinking what are you people doing yeah. i mean unless it's rival developers who have created a similar app doing it i i I don't know. Um, sometimes on, at least on the Mac in the, in, in the, uh, in the store, you can click on their name and see what else they've reviewed. And if it's the only thing they've ever reviewed, that's normally a red flag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the sad thing is that, you know, not many people are going to bother to drill down to that detail, aren't they? So the first impression does, does count for a lot. And if, a, if the most popular review of your app, which tends to be the topmost one, yeah, the, the one that's judged most useful is a bad one. That's, that's really frustrating, I think, for developers not to have been able to respond to that going, you know, historically. It'd yeah. be a big improvement for them now. Well, it'll be good. It'll be a good move. Well, all these changes have come in since Phil Schiller took over the App Store, haven't they, about a year ago? So um, he's he's made a massive difference. Yeah, I mean, it does... I'm not sure. I mean, we we need a spokesman for all these various services. I know we've got Jimmy Iovine and stuff like this. And and, and, who's the other guy? Who's the guy that normally wears the loud shirts? Oh, the Cuban guy, um, Eddie Q. Eddie Q. So Eddie Q has a far-ranging remit, it seems to me. But I would, I would like these like people who come out of these various departments to be more not approachable, but more more vocal a lot of the time. You know, like so, I want someone shouting out for the App Store. I want someone sh- shouting out for iTunes or various departments of iTunes, like the music, the videos, the TV shows. I want. Yeah. I, just, I would just like these people in place so they can tell us what's going on. Rather than just like it being Iovine and Q and and you know a few of these other people who we rarely hear from, yeah, yeah, you know, I just like to hear some of the decisions. Or you know, I'd also like them to call out the various industries when they screw us over. Because you know, if I read reviews about movies and stuff, they'll say like, I can't believe this film's still thirteen pound ninety nine. You think well, that's not Apple's fault? That's mm. because the person licensing the film the content has decided that's going to be the price you know it's no good having a go at the middleman yeah well, sometimes it is but <laughs> but not in this case i would i would like more you know because because obviously we got angela when it comes to the stores the physical stores and yeah. stuff i'd just like them to have more people in place more figureheads in place they seem um, to have got a load on apple music don't they there's always like three or four of them wanting to talk about apple music like that bosom yeah. st john and um uh, jimmy Iovine, as you say eddie q there's another one isn't there oh the uh, the dj guy the british or new zealand uh, dj guy that runs yeah, I mean, one. there are yeah there's quite a few of them for the cool bits i just like yeah. for the less cool yeah. bits yeah, well, Phil um, Schiller's um, really made a, an impact on the Apple Store, on the App Store, in that sort of year that he's been responsible for it, because it didn't really change, did it, for about seven years or whatever it was before then. Mm. No, I mean, 
people always complain about the app store because it is it's still hard to find things that you s- oh yeah the, the search, search is still the search is dreadful good. yeah it really is exactly. awful um if you don't get on that front page you you're, you're basically struggling to ever sell your app it seems to me yeah. unless you can get your voice out there it's very difficult are well, you better uh, off using just google to do your searching aren't you and then click on a link that takes you into the app store because using the app store search itself yeah, it's just a dead loss <laughs> that's true that's true but uh I mean, is, is it suffering because it's so? I mean, I mean, I don't think it's suffering. I think some of the small indie developers are suffering. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, you know, we get Dan, we get we get Dean Murphy on the show, of course, with his um, his Crystal app, mm-hmm. and of course, he came out to notoriety. So he Good. got, <laughs> you know, so his his app started. Well, it didn't really like, but the publishing group thought, you know, thought his app was attacking their livelihood. Yeah. So of course he got massive publicity out of all of that, and and you know he his app is wonderful and it done a good thing, but it, and it got out there. It became you know newsworthy at a certain time, and he got rec- you know recognised, and his app went up in the charts and things like that. But yeah. for most people, they never get that. They never get you know they go through all the hard work spending hours and hours and hours creating this this app and i'm not just talking about fart apps i'm talking about genuinely genuinely interesting and and entertaining apps and they push it out after all that hard work they push it out and nothing yeah because it's just not you know discoverable we could say the same thing about podcasts for example if you go into the podcast app there's all these like things from the BBC and Capital Radio and LBC and all these like mm. recognised stations and, and properties who get plastered all over the you know the, the the podcast homepage. But if you're just a little independent podcaster, you've got no hope. No, not <laughs> at all. Especially if it's in a niche interest area like sort of tech is or even Apple Tech. The more focused yeah. you get, the more niche you get, the harder it is to surface on something as big as the iTunes Store. Things like um, some apps do it better, don't they? Like uh, I use Overcast, and uh, that's got a good little recommendations engine in there. Just suggests things to you that you might like based on other ones you're already subscribed to and also based on your social media feed and stuff like that. So it's like mm. people you follow on Twitter tend to listen to this. Do you think you might be interested? That's a, a good way to surface stuff. The other thing is podcasts are already a niche and then you've got a niche of a podcasting app yeah. and then you've got a niche of, oh, it just it's so far down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. But uh, fortunately, our lovely listeners currently hearing this have found us. So I'm very grateful <laughs> for you for finding us there. Uh, what else have we got? So, oh, we've got a bit of Apple Watch news. So, warning, you are entering an Apple Watch zone. Warning, you are entering an Apple Watch zone. So apparently a patent has been granted for health sensors, cameras, and batteries, and more in, in the to be attached to Apple Watch bracelet links. Um I'm not sure I want a camera on my watch. I gotta say, I can <laughs> no. understand health sensors, you know, monitoring your sweat and 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 God knows what else. Um, batteries again. There was uh, initially when the watch came out, someone produced supposedly taking uh, advantage of that little port they discovered in the watch itself. Yeah, um, they built a whole strap that was basically a battery. But then that still scares me because, like, I banged my 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 arm um, against things all the time and if anything pierce that Mm. well i've seen a battery go up i don't want that happening on my wrist yeah i mean they seem to have well they're well on the way to solving the battery issues aren't they with um watch 2 and the the watch os 3 so i don't suppose a battery is is needed so much but this this idea of other other sensors being able to be implanted in links in your bracelet that, yeah, that could have legs, couldn't it? Because it gets around that problem they've got where if you've got anything that's health-related, you've got to get things like um, FDA approval for it and so on. And they they would not want their entire watch to be held up with any sort of delay by a body like that. But if it was like a, an optional strap or an optional link on a strap, you know, it doesn't really matter if that gets delayed by a few more months. As long as they can get the main watch out every year on the nose, whatever then these other sensors could come out separately. And if they're, if they're delayed, so be it. Indeed, indeed. I mean, obviously, they'd have to change their straps because <laughs> yeah. they can't give away this rubber one anymore or fluorolastima or whatever it's called. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it sounds an interesting idea, <clears throat> um, like O2 saturation, blood sugar monitoring and things like Because they, they are things that would generally help certain sectors of the public who are, who are experiencing health issues or just want to improve their health. Hmm. So 
you know, it is the way forward. And it was kind of like promised to us initially that this is what to watch, not just the one from Apple, but from other companies as well. This is the sort of monitoring and health stuff that we would get from a piece of device that is constantly in touch with your skin at all times. Yeah. Virtually. Um, so it does make a certain amount of sense that they should be looking at ways to to put this other additional health tech within our watch somehow without necessarily being in the body itself, which, yeah. as you say, would be delayed in FDA approval all the time. I mean, they could also be just independent things because there's Bluetooth, isn't there? So maybe you'd have a little a ring or maybe you'd have a, a band on your other wrist or something like that and they could all talk to your phone or talk to your watch and as long as it's all integrated into the health app, then same effect. I do worry what the future holds. Are we just going to be walking along around looking like cyborgs or something (laughs) inevitably i do wonder i mean see for example i i'm monitoring my sleep i monitor my sleep and then i was looking back at it today and i was thinking well what what help has this actually given me what insight do i have i go to sleep when i go to sleep and i wake up when i have to wake up i mean nothing's changed (laughs) i just (laughs) Just makes you feel worse about yourself (laughs) yeah i can now say oh i only got seven six and a half hours of sleep last night great fantastic what can i do about that i can't go back (laughs) are you using your apple watch for that or something else yeah no i'm using sleep plus plus oh yeah 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 Uh, so what i do is because because of those new updates like you say with the battery it can it lasts about two days now even when i do exercise and everything yeah um so what i do is i give it a little bit of a charge when i have a shower uh then i i i I get into bed and i stick it on airplane mode yeah it's really not using anything and i stick the sleep on and then when i wake up in the morning um you know i i sometimes just stick it on for another quick top up and then go out and do my business you know do my day's business and and come back and it's always topped up it's always Mm. right up there i think the lowest it's ever gotten down between a charge is about 54 percent since the updates it's incredible yeah i have no idea what they've done (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it literally went from having to charge it up after what uh 16 hours or so to it could just go for like two and a bit days it's it's just incredible mm, it's, it's excellent my um mm. first gen watch uh I, I never run out of juice i think twice in the past couple of months i've got down to that 10 percent warning when it says do you want me to go into low power mode um, but that'll be on days when I've done like exceptionally long workouts. If I go out for a really long walk, maybe three hours, three and a half hours, something like that, and I don't bother to top it up throughout the day, then by evening it's down to 10%. But that's fine. Yeah, absolutely fine. 10% by then, no issue to me. I've already done all my rings, so I'm not worried about it anyway by, at that point. So, yeah, really, really, really good. Indeed, it is, it is a wonderful device. I still understand why some people don't get it yet, but that's fine. But I love it, i got to say. I do love it. I'm sick of reading stories, though, of saying, oh, why I'm still wearing my watch or why I've taken off. I don't care. <laughs> I, I really don't care. If you've stopped wearing your watch, okay. That doesn't affect me in the slightest. And just because you've written a little piece about it doesn't mean I'm going to stop wearing mine either. Yeah. Oh, it's just incredible. It's such. It's like the ultimate vanity project why i've not why i've stopped wearing this why i've stopped reading kindle why i've stopped who cares i do not care oh I, what i should do is write a piece why i've stopped reading why i've stopped pieces <laughs> sounds good very meta yeah god dear who gives a rat's butt uh, uh i'm gonna miss off that pre-mortem piece there because i'm not really sure how to attack it to you the truth i know what it's you mean, just yeah. somewhat is someone attacking, not attacking, but they're sort of judging Dan. It's someone called Dan M, and he's written a piece on Medium. And it's basically a pre-mortem of Apple, and it lists a few things that he's not necessarily happy with. Um, and and it basically all comes down to the same thing. It seems to me that he's just upset with Springboard. Exactly that. Yeah, that's the theme, isn't it? He doesn't like the app grids, basically. <laughs> He'd rather everything was context-sensitive. Yeah, well, wouldn't we all? But that's just not possible. So basically what he's saying, I I will quickly go over it. So basically what he's saying is a long diatribe, but uh, he's basically saying these products, the Apple Watch, iOS, and Apple TV, all sort of rely on the same springboard layout for getting around on apps and stuff and he's saying in a modern day modern day usage it should all be contextual i.e where you, where you are what time you're doing it and, and 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 what should be displayed but that's an impossible ask i, I mean that is like that would be like magic to me yeah. i mean for example the things that you want to see alan are not necessarily the things i want to see even if we do the same thing 
Yeah. So it would be like Apple having to double guess everybody on the planet at all times, at all times, sections of the day, and every location they ever go to, no matter what they're doing, who they're with, <laughs> or what apps they've got. That is just insane. An insane yeah. ask, I think. I think so too. Uh, this this article got a lot of traction. It got a lot of uh, publicity on uh, other blogs and other podcasts. But when you read it, there's very little to it. It's the same complaint repeated about five times. Um, yeah. Like the the app based or the app grid model, the springboard model is outdated and it should be cleverer. Well, thanks for that. Thanks for writing ten pages about to say that. <laughs> Again, this is what cracks me up about these sort of blog posts is, yeah, it should be clever. Okay, well, how do you do that? I, I don't know. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's always the same thing. It's like these people who – it's like these blog reports that, or posts that will look at an artist who's, who's done a mock-up of what the iPhone 8 will look like mm. or it will do how, how the new Mac Pro will look like. And they'll do a whole piece about how wonderful it is and how it looks and, and stuff like this without bothering ever to worry about how it would actually work mm. so yeah. so I, I have to think well well what what you want it looks nice and i'm, I'm hope, hoping the designer can get work from this because he's obviously very talented but it doesn't mean anything just yeah. because someone could design something it doesn't mean it can be functional ever I mean, people can draw nice spaceships. The Millennium Falcon is a wonderful star sh- a spaceship, starship, but you can't actually build it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't, I understand. and then of course he goes on about Apple, uh, the company and stuff, like how it's not the same under Steve. Well, that would be, again, another impossible task. It cannot, Steve Jobs was Steve Jobs. That was it. Mm-hmm. There's never going to be a Steve Jobs again. You know, and he goes on. The fun, the thing I found fantastic is he compares it. It shouldn't have been Tim Cook that took over the company. It should have been Scott Forstall. Yeah. And at that point, I lost all interest in the rest of the report. Yeah, he's making the case that he is the most similar to Steve Jobs. He probably was really in in terms of his. Um, he didn't really care what other people thought of him. Didn't didn't mind about um, conflict. Thought it was a you know constructive to sort of hold his hold his peace and argue with people and so on. I'm sure they were similar in those ways. But yeah, you, but, sorry, gone. All right, I say you, you, it's hard to have two people like that in a company. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, but 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 the, the, Steve had a vision. It was his company. It was the thing, and 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 you know, I, Steve was wrong as well. Let's remember there was the amount of times he was wrong. <laughs> he, he wasn't always spot on. I mean, people tend to forget the mistakes that him and the company made mm. that's all brushed under the carpet and you know think, no, don't look there don't look there it's not interesting but you know Forstall you're right he he never seemed that person who'd ref, you know he famously refused to apologize for maps and stuff like this but yeah. it just seemed he had a he had a particular arrogance to him yeah but that was, was yeah you gotta you've got to thank him for championing ios basically that came from him didn't it or his team so you know incredible impact on the company really true i guess i guess but you know uh, anyway so it's, it's a mixed piece it's a, a piece it's called the pre-mortem um of apple and it's over on medium if you want to look it up uh it's it's kind of interesting but strange i don't know i did i didn't agree with it but that's just my personal thing because it just seemed to be the same thing it just seemed to have a down on springboard at the moment that's, mm. that's all it was it's just strange um amazon and apple this is you don't normally hear them in the same sentence when they're getting on and an exclusive deal on audiobooks so for a while there since 2008 in fact every time you bought an audiobook of apple of ibooks it was an audiobook an audio uh, audible.com book and apparently audible.com could only sell their books through apple but but or themselves so yeah. but i was completely unaware is, of this i didn't realize this yeah, at all i i never i never knew this was um this was signed now this has got to be only for europe because because they they you can buy stuff from elsewhere i mean they, they've got audible's got again you're buying it from audible but the point is i don't think i trust to buy my audiobooks from anyone else hmm. audible are just awesome yeah you know i'm on their deal thing where i get a book a month uh, for i think it's nine quid i'm not sure exactly what i pay but you know they're well produced and i've tried other audiobooks in the past and they just sound awful hmm. awful it's a great it's, service it's really really slick no doubt about it 
It would. It would be. Uh, actually, I'm quite. I'm. I'm glad this has happened as well because Audible books in in the Apple in the App Store in iTunes are bloody expensive. <laughs> ah, I've never looked because I just use Audible. So yeah. no need. To I mean, look. they get. They want like ten ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine, and stuff like this, and. And I've I've often refused, you know, I've never been interested in paying it because, well, I belong to audible.com. Um, but, I mean, it'd be good because I did start to look today and every single one I pulled up did say supplied by audible.com. And I was thinking, well, maybe give it a few months. If other, if other people start to appear, then, you know, hopefully we'll get a choice and it will reflect, reflect prices and then that might drive Audible's prices down. Yeah. But I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm listening to the um, Bruce Springsteen autobiography at the moment on Audible. That's a really good read. And I've got queued up next, um, Alan Partridge, Nomad. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> Can't wait. This shows us. This shows the difference between us. I'm listening to the Star Wars book, Catalyst. Oh. <laughs> it's, the pre, it's the pre-book to the pre-movie from Star Wars. So it's pre-Rogue oh, One. Deep. Yeah, it is. It's, it's all over the place. And and there's a new book coming out about Jin's adventures before she got involved with Rogue One coming up. And oh, Star Wars books are mad. They're just all over the place. Any, <laughs> any like little character that might be seen for five seconds is like has a book dedicated to him. Are these officially yeah. sanctioned or are they just like sort of fan fiction type stuff? Well, they, so so they they jettisoned a lot of the extended universe um, when it got sold to Disney. Uh, so now they're starting to fill up with all their own stuff. So you get all the Marvel comics of Dave, Darth Vader and Princess Leia and Chewbacca. So they're creating a whole new backstory there, and you know, load of lore there. And they're also bringing out books as well. Obviously, there's cartoons um, like Rebels on on the Disney Channel and stuff like this. So they may have jettisoned the extended universe, but they're still very quickly building up a new universe, an extended mm. universe. And uh, these are canon, so. It's going to get very messy very quickly, I think, if you yeah. actually try and follow the various timelines. Of course, you can just watch the movies and be oblivious to all of it. But yeah. So um, last story, again, sticking with Amazon. So the Echo. We can now finally say, us Echo owners, computer instead of the, the lady's voice, uh, the lady's name. So we can now be Captain Jean-Luc Picard or Scotty, and we can say, okay, computer. Turn the lights on. Because, of course, the word computer never gets used in any other context, does it? So it's completely safe. (laughs) Now, now unless you've hooked up your tea maker or coffee maker to something, you can't say make tea Earl Grey hot yet. So (laughs) it's a shame. But one day, but no, I mean, it's it's so they're continuously developing. Amazon obviously got a a big hit on their hands with the, the Echo, and it's a wonderful device. You know, Apple are doing trying to do their best with Siri. Um, See, they're, they're different. They're getting compared a lot, but I see them as two different things. Siri is always on you. You take it everywhere you go. It can recognize multiple languages. It can do multiple things. Um, unless you can speak English or German, you can't use the Echo. It just yeah. doesn't recognize who you are. And if you walk outside the room or outside the house, it can't help you at all. Um, Siri can help you everywhere you go. Google's right. assistant can help you anywhere you go because it's on the phone as well. So you're getting... but. You know, we're seeing again and again and again, Amazon is eating Apple's lunch. Yeah, um, well, they are winning the sure. mind share, as they say, aren't they? I mean, yeah, the, the Echo absolutely. gets a lot more publicity than, than Siri does. And, of course, it's easier to develop for as well because there's, they do not – I'm not saying they don't take security seriously. They just It's just not, you know, the prime factor, which, you know, mm. of course, Apple wants to lock everything down and make sure everything's secure, and that's their philosophy. But yeah. Yeah, and they've restricted it to certain domains that that Siri understands, whereas um, anyone can write any skill for an, an Amazon Echo, can't they? Mm. Now it is it's very it's very good at what it does. Um, there is there I did see a report um, earlier the week as well that said Amazon Echoes um, App Store. There's so many zombie like you've got apps in there that have never ever been downloaded by anyone, <laughs> and most of them are just given up after a couple of days because it is one of the problems is you have to learn the sequence of how you talk to 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 the echo you can't Mm. just talk matter-of-factly you have to set up a specific string of of words to get a result um yeah so that is one of the 
big problems at the moment. But that's the same for most AI or what we think, what we call AI currently. None of it's true AI. I don't yeah, care what they say. Proper true natural language is a really tough problem and it has been for years, yeah. decades, people have been working on it. Yeah. So it's, it's a long way off, but it does give that illusion that we are living in the future. And yeah. when it works, it's magical. Yeah. I wonder if Apple are going to produce a competing product, like a physical a physical instantiation of a Siri thing in your home, or if they are going to double down on uh, earpods, which are always on you, or an Apple Watch, which is always on you, or an iPhone, which is always in your pocket. Well, I think they are missing out by not having a, a dedicated cylinder or equivalent box in your home. Well, at the moment, of course, they're probably going to look at the market, and the market's still tiny. Although all us in the tech field are getting like quite excited about these little boxes, yeah, um, and they are starting to get out there and leak out, you know, to to, to average consumers, but it's still not widely, uh, you know, adapted. It's still not a market big enough, really, for Apple to focus on at the moment. It, I mean, it, that might change in the next year if if the Echo goes from strength to strength, and and there's no reason why it shouldn't. The mm. dot at fifty quid is yeah. a fantastic deal. Yeah. And it's always there on the Amazon front page when you go to buy anything. Yeah. You know, any ordinary person goes to buy a book or a CD or whatever. The first thing they see is a big banner headline for the for the Echo or the Dot. That's it. And, it, you know, it is simple to add skills. You literally just go to their little app store, press and press the button, and it's installed. Um, it's easy as, you know, when you get home and you turn on your Echo and you scan your local network, it does find most, like, finds your Hue lights and, and any Wemo things, and it's all done ready you don't have to do any of that setup at all apart from the initial scan will apple be able to build something that simple with all their home kit stuff i i don't know because mm-hmm. <laughs> they seem to get very complicated it's very it's a lot harder i think to set up home kit stuff than it is ever to set up the echo and that will be a, a factor for them I mean, it's because they concentrate on these all these security stuff that they build in yeah i've not got any home kit stuff at all so i can't really uh comment from experience on that but you i mean it certainly hasn't been widely adopted yet has it you know manufacturers this year at ces apparently more of them supported at home kit than previously but uh yeah, still not the uh the first thing you think of when you're thinking about home automation there's plenty of competing yeah. products out there that don't use home kit that's it because it's just too expensive if someone has to de- develop all that security stuff and implement yeah. it and they're very very strict about it so mm. but uh I don't know. I don't know if I want them to change. That's what I'm saying. I don't. <clears throat> I mean, there is software now. There are web pages you can check to see if any of the, your internet of things has made you vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. last time I did check, I was fine. So it's probably going to take some some nasty story, isn't it? Where yes, you know, some somebody's Amazon Echo gets compromised in some really bad way, and some some dodgy information gets leaked out to the internet or stolen by a government or whatever. Some sort of bad press for for these insecure solutions is probably what Apple needs to make well, people course, start thinking more about security. Well, of course, there was that botnet last year that brought down virtually the whole East Coast yeah, of America because yeah. all these Internet of Things suddenly started bombarding all these servers and it just took everything offline netflix that's the thing don't take netflix offline people recognize when that's gone (laughs) (laughs) yes anyway but it's it it is good so now you can you have a fourth option now not only can you do you have to say amazon alexa echo or computer or you can now say computer as well so that's good and we can all pretend we're either scotty or jean-luc picard which is nice i've got more hair than him though um i think that's pretty much it then that's all the stories uh we've had no reviews this week so that means if you want to send us a review we'd love to hear from you <laughs> it's coming here it comes is it coming it's been so long since i played it oh no here, here, it, comes. here it comes here it comes there it goes <laughs> So if you'd like to send us a review, please head on over to iTunes and just knock us out review there. Like I say, you list, if you're listening to this in America, it's been over a year and a half since we've had a review from the US of A. What are you doing? I know there's a few of They've you out there. They've got a few distractions over there, haven't they, at the moment, Carl? Well, I don't know. That's more reason to go online and, and distract yourself, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's funny. But there you go. <laughs> That's just my personal feeling um if you'd like to head on to i've over to itunes and knock us out with you we'd love to hear from you and i'll read it out on the show um if you 
want to support us in another way you can always head over to our patreon page the link is in the show description as well as on our website head on over to there send us um, some shekels we'd love to shekels 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 uh we'd love to um receive them and help towards the show i am i am currently trying to work out something i can give just to patreon subscribers uh, my mind's been a bit my life's been a bit hectic at the moment with my father in hospital again at the moment and cold and work and god knows what else going on but uh, i have got an idea and i am going to give patreon subscribers some special content all to themselves that you will not hear unless you're a patreon subscriber so there's there is there's that as well ah mind you it might make people unsubscribe thinking does it about involve it, so. singing uh no <laughs> <laughs> so that'll probably be a good thing um and i think that's pretty much it for this week so um alan you got anything planned for the week ahead uh, well, I've um, discovered a whole box load of old photographs from when I was a teenager, and all prints. So I've been um, going through those, scanning them, and then going into um, Affinity Photo and then cleaning them up because they've all got that kind of old orange cast oh, you yeah. get on old photographs and that, and then removing a few aberrations here and there and producing really good digital equivalents. And uh, although it's uh, on one level it's tedious, on another level, it, yeah, you feel quite good afterwards. So uh, I've got probably another 10 packets of those to get through. That is, I did. I remember I just scanned a load of photos in once before because I was trying to give them all to my nan in a book thing, and I did. I did what you did. I scanned them in, and they were all that sort of dodgy hue to them. And mm. I remember just doing auto color in Photoshop, and the difference was astounding. And I thought, yeah. wow, it's you can it do similar things in, like, in a fancy photo. It's amazing. Yeah. No, it is good. I mean, I know you should print out your memories and keep them as well. Um, and I've started looking at doing that. Like, I've got. I got. I've started looking at these printed books and the best photos of the year. I have, uh, each year, I, I've started like to collect and put into a book at the end of the year. Huh. And if I ever go on holiday, I would ask for not only my photos but everybody else's photos and put them into a book, and then produce a book based on I don't know Florida twenty seventeen or something like that. And it yeah. it does it does it's nice because you start to build up a collection. Yeah, and when you look just at, back at them in twenty years' time or something, they'd be really really glad yeah. you did it. Exactly, exactly, and. uh yeah, it's worth it. I mean, Missy always goes on about printing your memories off, and, and she's right. Because we collect all these memories, and we just store them on our phone and in the cloud, and then we never go and look at them again. Yeah. In fact, it takes those things, those apps, that go, on this day, seven years ago, you did this. They go, oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But, uh, yeah, well, good luck with that, sir. Thank you. Um, I will be updating my server tomorrow to the latest mac update Rock i hate roll. doing that one because it takes forever for me to get everything back up and running again that's why i always put it off till last and updating my ipad to 10.3 as well yeah do it so i can go with apple file system and see what it's like <laughs> so alan where can we get hold of you sir well just on twitter storm gorelli good stuff sir um my name's carl madden you can get hold of me on twitter at clausio 101 if you want to get in touch with the show it's at mac and forth if you want to email us it's mac and forth at gmail.com we're also over on facebook and on google plus if you want to come and join us over there and i think that's pretty much it for this week so until next week hopefully where my cold has gone stay safe and be nice to each other bye bye <laughs>